Welcome to Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 7 of The Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder. Section 2. Concerning Superiors and Inferiors. There are other works also, such as concern you as you are a superior and in authority, or as you are inferior and subject, either in family, church, or commonwealth, in doing which you must, which you must act for the glory of God, following the directions of his word and spirit. Number one, as you are a superior, first, Walk worthy of all honor and due respect, behaving yourself in your place with such holiness, wisdom, gravity, justice, and mercy, and observing such a medium between too much rigor and remissness, between straining your authority too far and relaxing it too much, that those under your charge may have cause to fear and love you. Leviticus 25:43. 2. Wait on your office and be watchful over your charge with all diligence and faithfulness, using all good means to direct and preserve them in the duties of godliness and honesty. 1 Timothy 2, 2. Which is the only end why God has set you over them. The means are, number one, Go before them in good example. Examples of superiors have a kind of constraining power, working strongly and insensibly upon inferiors. Number two, pray with and for them. Job 1.5 Number three, command only things lawful, possible, and convenient, and only those to which the extent of your authority from God and man doth allow you. Number four, as much as in you lies, procure for them the means and put them upon the opportunities of being and of doing good. Exodus 28 through 10. Number five, prevent likewise and remove all occasions of their being and of doing evil. Number six, protect and defend them according to your power from all wrongs and injuries. Number seven, when they do well, encourage them by letting them see that you take notice as readily of their well-doing as of their faults. Psalm 101, 6. And so far as it is fit, let them have the praise and fruit of their well-doing. Proverbs 31, 31. Number eight. When they do evil, rebuke them more or less according to the nature of their fault, but never with bitterness, 
Colossians 3, 19 through 21, Ephesians 6, 9, by railing at or reviling them in terms of disdain and contempt. There should be always more strength of reason in your words to convince them of their sin and to make them see their danger and to know how to be reformed than heat of anger in uttering your own displeasure. Number nine, if admonitions and words will reclaim them, then proceed not to correction and blows. But if they regard not your reproofs, then according to the nature of the fault and condition of the person and the limits of your authority, you must, in mercy to their soul, give them sufficient but not excessive punishment. Proverbs twenty nine fifteen through 19. Number 10, when you have done this and have waited a convenient time for their amendment, but find none, when they thus declare themselves to be rebellious, you must seek the help of higher authority. Deuteronomy 21, 18 to 21. That you may govern according to these directions, consider well and often, first, that those whom you govern are such whom you must not oppress, neither may you rule over them with rigor. Leviticus 25, 39, 43. Because they now or are or may be heirs of the same grace together with you. 1 Peter 3, 7. Secondly, remember often that you have a superior in heaven Ephesians 6, 9, Colossians 4, 1. That you are his servant and deputy governing under him. That all your authority is from him. And that at last a time will come when you must give account to him of your government. 2. As you are under authority, Exodus twenty twelve. Number one, you must honor and reverence all whom God has set over you. Number two, you must obey them, Ephesians 5.24 and 6.1-5, Hebrews 13.17. In all such their lawful commands as are within the compass of their authority and commission, and that with fidelity and singleness of heart for the Lord's sake, 1 Peter 2.13-14. and 14. Ephesians 6, 5, and 6. Number three, you must submit to their reproofs, corrections, and just restraints with patience, without murmuring or answering again or resisting. Titus 2, 9, for if you do not submit to the powers that be ordained of God, or if you resist them, Romans 13, 2, You rebel against God and resist the ordinances of God, which whoso doth shall receive to himself damnation or judgment. But if you, not only for wrath, but chiefly for conscience to God, Romans 13, 5, do submit yourselves to every ordinance of man, 1 Peter 2, 13, 
14. Doing therein the will of God from the heart, Ephesians 6, 6 through 8. Then, whether men requite you or not, you shall be sure of the Lord to receive the reward of the inheritance, Colossians 3, 24. For thus, obeying men, you serve the Lord Christ. Section 3. Concerning bodily refreshment and recreations. The constitution of man's soul and body is such that they cannot long endure to be employed and stand bent with earnestness upon anything without relaxation and convenient refreshment. Number one, the whole man is refreshed by eating and drinking, in which you must be first holy, secondly just, third temperate. One, it was their sin who fed themselves without all fear of God, Jude 12. Meat and drinks are not sanctified to a man if he be not pure and holy, Titus 1, 15. 1 Timothy 4, 4 and 5. And if they be not received with prayer and thanksgiving. Number two, you must not eat bread of deceit. Proverbs 20, 17. 2 Thessalonians 3, 12. Nor ill-gotten food. Every man must eat his own bread. God would have no man to eat the bread of wickedness, nor yet drink the wine of violence. Proverbs 4, 17. Number three, moreover, you must not eat and drink for gluttony and drunkenness. Romans 13, 13. Proverbs 23, 20, 21. To please the palate and to gorge the appetite, but for health and strength. Ecclesiastes 10, 17. Number two, a man when he is weary may be refreshed likewise by variety, and interchange of the duties of his particular and general calling. And the best recreation to a spiritual mind when it is weary of worldly employments is to walk into Christ's garden, Canticles 4, 12 through 15, and verse 1. And there, by reading and meditating Psalm 94, 19, Singing of Psalms and Holy Conference, Colossians 3.16. You may solace yourself with the sweet comforts of the Holy Spirit and enliven your heart with joy in God, even joy in the Holy Ghost, and a delight in the commandments and word of God, Psalm 119, 14, 16, 24. These are the most profitable, most ravishing, and most lasting delights of all other. And by how much the soul is of a more spiritual, heavenly constitution, by so much more it will content and satisfy itself in these delights. Yet, since bodily and natural delights are part of our Christian liberty, therefore, Taking heed that you abuse not your liberty, you may, when you have need, recreate yourself with them, now that you may 
innocently enjoy recreation, follow these directions. One, the matter of your recreation must be of a common nature and of things of indifferent use. Things holy are too good, and things vicious are too bad to be sported or played with. Two, recreations must be seasonable for time, not on the Lord's day in which God forbiddeth all men to seek their own pleasures, Isaiah 58, 13, usually. Diversions must be used not before but after the body or mind has been thoroughly employed in honest business, not over long, to the expense and loss of your precious time, which you should study to redeem, not to trifle away. Ephesians 5.16 3. Recreations must always be inoffensive. 1 Corinthians 16.14 Such as, do no harm to yourself or to your neighbor, if your diversions do impeach or hazard your own or your neighbor's life, estate, or comfortable living, they are unlawful. Number four, recreations must be moderate, not sensual or brutish, looking at no higher or further end than earthly delights. For as he that eateth and drinketh, that he may enlarge his appetite to eat and drink yet more, so he who sporteth that he may sport is brutish and sensual. It is very epicurism. God has threatened that he who loves sport shall be a poor man, Proverbs twenty-one seventeen, and he that loves wine and oil shall not be rich. 5. Whatsoever your diversions be, you must so recreate the outward man that you be no worse, but rather better in the inward man. For God hath set such a blessed order in all lawful things that the meanest thing being lawfully used shall not hinder, but assist us in the best things. Six. In all recreations, you must propose the right end. The nearest and immediate end is to revive your weary body and to quicken your dull mind. But your highest and principal end is that with this refreshed body and quickened spirit, you may the better serve and glorify God. 1 Corinthians 10.31 That whether you eat or drink or whatsoever you do else, all may be done to the glory of God. This may serve for direction how you should walk with God upon any of the six days, except there be special cause of setting a day apart for holy use as for fasting and prayer. This concludes episode 7 of Henry Scudder's The Christian Daily Walk.